The risk of trading futures and options can be substantial. All information, publications, and material used and distributed by Advanced Trading Incorporated shall be construed as solicitation. ATI does not maintain an independent research department as defined in CFTC Regulation 1.71. Information obtained from third-party sources is believed to be reliable, but its accuracy is not guaranteed by Advanced Trading Incorporated. Past performance is not necessarily indicative of future results. Good morning. Welcome to ATI Pro Media. We will be broadcasting here the next few days, but then we're off to Commodity Classic. A lot of people I see on the uh, social media, a lot of people heading down to Commodity Classic. We'll talk about that more in a little bit. During the meantime, though, we got to talk about these markets. March options expired, and we have a scenario we want to show you on uh, so the way this looks uh, on paper. And we don't usually get very specific on futures and options on the 9 a.m. live show. Uh, we do get very specific on ATI Promedia Premium Edition, which will be coming out in the next week. Okay. Uh, outside markets are relatively quiet. Grains were a lot weaker. They're coming back. Nice bounce in beans, nice bounce in wheat. We had uh, cattle information over the weekend. We have some private estimates of how the crop is in South America. Brady Huck has some great charts and some other stuff. And if you guys forgot who Brady Huck is, I have a little way of reminding you. Brady Huck, Dodge City, Kansas. Contributor, ATI Pro Media. Brady Huck, welcome to the show. What's going on, brother? I heard you were a little sick, although you said cowboys don't get sick. What 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 do cowboys call it when they're down and out? I, I don't really know, Tommy, but it was kicking our butt over the last week. It you, mom, and the kids, everybody? Yeah, wiped us out on Wednesday. But luckily, we had a little sunshine over the weekend, and that livened us up again a little bit. Well, so. get well. These markets aren't doing well, and uh, we can explain why that's happened. I have to say, the American farmer is the most vulnerable they've been in about the last 30, 40 months. Uh, we just went through the two-year anniversary Ukraine war, and it's Groundhog Day. Belinsky uh, is asking for a bunch more money. He's asking for your money. He doesn't have any money. Uh, he's uh, all hat, no cattle when it comes to money. So two-year anniversary Ukraine. I went back, Brady, and watched some footage I did uh, day of Ukraine war a few days after, mm -hmm. and I said that I thought this would be very bad and to check in in a few years. Here we are. We're a few years, and it's very bad, and this is why. The Ukraine war massively distorted the price of grains and oil seeds across the world, and the world reacted as if Ukraine was never going to produce or export anything ever again, and so the whole world went bigly into agriculture and they're still in it so here we are the end of february crop insurance we have four days left and this is where we are march our options have expired first notice day and the markets are really struggling and uh with that we have a few things to uh, uh some really neat charts and graphs and everything else to talk about look at someone forgot to mute their phone where's the 20 dollar? where's that jar we got somebody's yeah. got to throw 20 bucks in that jar Oh, in the in the mute jar. All right. So what do we have for uh, slides, this information? We are seeing some risk coming off in the cattle. It's not where they open. It's where they close. And uh, yeah, with we that, throw an April uh, chart up there, Tommy. Look at yeah, yeah, let me do that. Uh, you would like to see a chart. I have that for you, my friend. Oh, Joe did it. Do it again, Joe. Sorry. There we go. Right. So right now, currently feeders down $1.60 on April feeder contract, but... Not not a, as ugly on the charts as we 
would expect, I guess, right now. That doesn't That's a daily bad. chart. Let me look at like, you know, what the first five minutes of the day look like. And it yeah. that was the first five minutes, but we're recovering. And when you look at the day, like you said, it's like uh, that's an hourly. Here's a daily. Just grinding higher. Yeah. We've got some feeder feeder calf euphoria out there. Everybody's still fighting over the last feeder calf, and there's only going to be so many of them going forward. Mm -hmm. Um, But you went on the show Friday. Sorry to overtalk you. Joe, can you pull up that uh, US map, uh, LRP? Uh, We bragged about you, but uh, someone play the LRP map and uh, explain what's going on with you, Tony Dunker, LRP. What's going on here? Yep. Tony and I both licensed agents to offer LRP across the country, number of states there that we can offer it in. And we, we do offer it in a number of states that are highlighted there. Um, been keeping us busy. It's kind of a second job for us. The futures and options business is you know pretty hot between eight and one in the um, in the day, and then LRP opens up at three thirty. And as in the case on Friday, you have a cattle on feed report at two, and it's kind of bearish. And you get an opportunity to go in and place some protection on after that report for the day's close. And um, Tony and I both did that for customers on Friday pretty busy Friday afternoon. Isn't that amazing that the government gives you the information, but they'll still let you uh, issue an insurance? Go ahead, talk. I'm, I'm texting someone. Yeah, it, it, it really is. Mm-hmm. I mean, what an advantage for anybody in the cattle business to be able to see a report like that. Can you imagine if you were in the grain business and you got to see the, the crop, the January crop report and then go put a position on based on those numbers after it's I sure wish we could do it in the grains, Tommy. Remember in Back to the Future where you had the book of the sports betting book? Yeah. You old enough to remember that? Speaking of old enough to remember that, you embarrassed yourself this morning. I said, if these grain markets rally and go higher, we're going to Sizzler, and you didn't get it. So Joe understood it. Rick understood it. Three quarters of the people out there maybe get it. If you understand what it means that we're going to Sizzler, hit us up, send us a message, and the uh, lines are open. Speaking of messages... Don't forget, we need to answer that uh, question for Connor B. at the end. And yeah. uh, he had a client who had a great question. But uh, all right, Commodity Classic, booth 4202, come up to us. I will be broadcasting live uh, Thursday and Friday from the booth. Wednesday, I still might be at the uh, hotel before the show opens. They don't open till that uh, morning. Uh, 4202, I'll be speaking Thursday around 1.30. We have a slide for that. No biggie if you pop that up or don't. Uh, but uh, come find us at the booth, and then we'll get you to the uh, speech. I believe... Um, I'm going to go back. The The speech I gave at Commodity Classic last year is online. And I'm going to go back and dissect that. And I remember saying some very harsh things. One of the things I remember saying in my Commodity Classic speech was, I want you to leave here, even though times are good, and figure out how many years you can go without making money. Is it one, two, or three? And that, that scenario is going to happen. Here we are one year forward, and there are going to be people who watched our speech last year, they're going to show up and realize they lost money farming in 2023 because they're still holding that crop and it's well below their cost production. I also said the market could give zero zips about their cost production and they all smiled. I bet you they believe me now because the market in the board of trade does not care about your cost production. It, uh, it's a, it's a very, uh, it's a you problem, not a market problem. Anyway, I'm going to go watch that tape. We'll start sending that to people and say, this is what I said this year, and this is what I'm going to talk about uh, this year. Anyway, mm-hmm. folks, lines open, questions, comments, got anything? You want to break this down, Brady? I, I love this, and I'm so glad Mark Tulaski shared this with us, Tommy. Um, it, just a great illustration of comparing a July minimum price contract, selling the grain in the fall and buying a July call option, what that looks like versus 
corn placed in the elevator, paying storage, and watching the market melt down like we have the last three months. Just that cost comparison. Nearly a dollar difference in price to the farmer. Huge, significant. Um, and, it, and it matters. And, you know, a point, you, you still got upside with that July call. And you can manage that call down. You can. You, there's a lot of things you can do with that position. Um, but a great, great graphic illustrating. And we're not here to pour salt in any wounds after the market has done what it's done, but it's important to understand the alternatives that are out there and why we preach what we preach. Right, Tommy? Well, that's a real life uh, scenario. We have a lot of people with that position on. We wish we had more, right? Um, we also have people with that position, the you know, fair and balanced. We have people with the right side of that slide and left side of that slide up. I've never, Brady, in my career called an elevator and made a sale. So president and CEO of farms and ranchers, like I've never called for you or daddy and sold a load of cattle. I've never called an elevator and said, we do not bundle bushels, box them up and then say, uh, we'll sell them for you. Now, there are firms who do that. And I have to say at times like this, they look really uh smart if they did it right but i remember last week there was a firm and you weren't on the show that week or that day but every few years someone comes out with a new bundled package something to uh, do something there's nobody who can think of it this way financially for farmers just like your body there's nobody who can get in shape for you so i cannot pay you brady fifty dollars and say i need you to walk on the treadmill three uh three miles and run three miles here's 50 bucks and then my body get in better shape and as for as stupid as that sounds that's what farmers are asking these other companies to do they're saying there's 20 things that go into agriculture production agriculture i'll do all 19 of them you do the 20th and if you ask me that is dangerous. And you are asking someone who has zero skin in the game uh, to make the final decision on your farm. And I think that is crazy. But there's people who do it all the time. I have to also say, uh, Joe and I received some calls of people who we thought they were signing up for a futures and options account. And in the end, they're not going to be a client. They just wanted someone to tell them when to sell. And I said, uh, yeah, why would you give me all that responsibility? Why would you take someone who you watched on TV and say, I'll do 19 out of 20. Oh, you were funny on Scott the Cow Guy. Uh, I like your style. You tell me when to sell my crop. It's 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 a when did you quit beating your wife type of question, right? And uh, in my case, you know, Gina's upstairs. So uh, she's the one that beats you, I think. Yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> different at our house. Yes, but uh, um, I don't know how it works at your house, but uh, she's probably coming down that. right now. If you see me ducking, it's Gina coming down. So talk about that a little bit, but then break out these cattle slides and uh, and then we'll get moving here. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. The, well, the, the I, nothing really to add to that. I mean, it's it, there's everybody in this market right now is going to tell you what you should have done. And we've been looking for a low for the last seven to eight months, Tommy. I mean, since August, September, November, the you pound that drum long enough, you beat the drum long enough, and maybe we're here finally. Maybe. Um, I We'll see, I guess, going forward. But the story's got to change. Let's dive into the – we kind of jumped into the feeder cattle chart, but – Let's look at the snapshot of the cattle on feed report we had Friday real quick. On feed number was 0.4% higher than last year. Placements, um, that was kind of where the surprise came was the placement side of things. Not as light as trade was anticipating, but the market's holding it together here for the most part. We're down, but we're inside trading ranges of last week. Uh, this is a graphic, illustrates the monthly fed cattle inventory um, throughout the year. Um, that gray line is the five-year average. It'll be interesting to see how far below that we dip April 
beyond. I'm really interested to, to watch this Catalan feed report as we get past April. Um, we had heavy placements in September, October. We start marketing these cattle in the early summer. And how thin are those? How thin is that on feed number going to get? Um, be very interesting to see. Imported beef. Um, that's something that could could uh, impact this. But um, yeah, that's kind of it on the cattle front. We'll see how the markets close this week. Yeah, good stuff. Mind me to send you a podcast. A, a mutual friend of ours recorded a podcast about Prop 12. And mm-hmm. I, I can send it to clients or they could ask us for us. But I learned a lot. It was about a 25-minute uh, podcast. And these two uh, Illinois hog farmers really broke down simply, unemotionally, what Prop 12 is and how it's affecting markets. Breaking news update, uh, live cattle and feeder cattle on the highs. Live cattle only down 100, feeders down 140. March corn on the lows. Real quick, hey, can we go to Max Armstrong? Oh, my God. Is this a fake account? In the era of wannabe Tommies, few are willing to review their year-ago predictions. Oh, my. I think Max's account's been hacked. Max Armstrong, I hope to give you a big hug, and if you're lucky enough, I'll give you a kiss on the cheek when I see you at Kamai Classic. Max is a mentor to me. When I first started Agbo Media, I talked to Max about what I was doing with Agbo Media, and he gave me some suggestions. Matter of fact, I didn't even like what he said, but he was right. And it takes a big man to say... Uh, it took me two years to realize Max was right, but he 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 uh, he ain't afraid to put it out there. And Max, just an absolute uh, uh, hero of mine. Okay, Luke, the funds smell blood in the water, and we'll probably keep pushing their short position as long as they can. Will net shorts reach four hundred thousand this year? Um, Luke, great question. They may already be there because the data we get from the government's behind. And uh, for as much as the stock market continues to go up, there's no reason why the funds can't continue to sell, in my opinion. Uh, Mr. Huck, Connor Bridgman, you remember him. He used to do these uh, morning shows with us before yeah, he was a quitter. Connor B. I mean, yeah, Connor B. But uh, he had a question. you want me to read you the question? Or you kind yeah, of remember if you it? would. Yes, if you would. It's on my phone. Question for your show. Since it's the end of the month and options have expired and most roles have gone forward, have we put in a lower? Do the funds uh, have more gas to keep going? A uh, customer of his wanted to know that. I think we answered half of that just now. What about the other half? Yeah. Um I, I I think they can keep going there, Tommy. I really do. I don't think there's any limit on how low they can go. In in today's world, we're setting record new records for everything, and I would not. We just set a new record corn short, and I wouldn't expect. I wouldn't be surprised if we continued to build on that. Um, well said, Brady. Good looking and smart. Not a not a combo you see uh, very much anymore, like you are. Um, will I be seeing uh, the leprechaun who is Brady Huck down at Commodity Classic? I'm going. They I'm they're pulling me out of Dodge City. I'm jumping on a plane. I'm flying down to Houston. I'm excited to be there. I've never been to the Commodity Classic, Tommy, so I'm right, so or excited as, to go. Or as Paul Dubravik always tells us, enjoy going to vacation on uh, our money, right? Um, which <laughs> Thanks, is Paul, true. Thank you, guys, everyone. Uh, the largest long was over 400000 at one time. Oh, Tony Dunker, longtime listener, first-time caller, contributor of ATI Pro Media. Uh, yeah, there's no rules, guys. With the stock market at all-time highs... Anything can happen. Again, you're talking to someone who bought a crude oil at negative $30 and sold it at negative 20. So love the comments, love the things. Brady, I always think we're not going to have enough to talk about, but yet we do. Um, I want to go look at our, uh, Joe, pop that up. How many days left in crop insurance? Four days left in crop insurance. So as we end this uh, set today, everyone who's out there, today is a great day to go talk to your crop insurance agent. Once you do that, Call us back, and we're going to show you how we can uh, match up an option that fits that crop insurance. 
we want you to market your grain like you're awesome and the American farmer is going to have a record crop. If you do things today pretending you're going to have a record crop, if we do, you will thank us later and you will sleep better at night. That is a uh, guarantee from someone who's had some bad positions on in his life. And I can tell you all right now, you have a bad position on. Brady Huck, see you in Dodge, uh, not see you in Dodge City, Kansas, Houston or bus, buddy. See ya. Thanks for joining us. We're here every day, 9 a.m. Central. Don't forget to like and subscribe. We'll see you next time.